0: time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in.
1: Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing out there in Headspace land? Boy, we got a good show ahead of us today. How y'all feeling today? Good morning. Good morning. 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 So we have Christine in the house. What's up, girl? (laughs) (laughs) Sitting Sigma Gamma road representing all that good stuff. And then we also have as our special co-host for today, Miss Angela Augustus. What's happening, Miss yeah. Angela?
2: Hello, hello. Thank you so very much. I am honored to be a part of the team today.
1: Oh my goodness, we're honored to have you. Thank you for joining us today. My goodness, absolutely. For those of you on Facebook, make sure that you hit share, 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 so that we can uh, make sure that we get the word out to the people that we are having a show today. Got to give a shout out to my parents. Dwayne and Pamela Dorsey, today is their anniversary. 38 years of marital bliss. Happy anniversary, mom and dad. Hope you are having a great day. And so we are excited about uh, your anniversary. And uh, make it a great day, y'all. Make it a great day. Make it a great day. Make it a great day. So anyway, we got some stuff we got to do. 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 We are in so we the got- midst of the springtime, <laughs> With Christine. So we got some things to do? OK. We got some things to do, y'all. We got some things to do. We got some things to do. So, um, Christine, we got some head notes. What are some head notes yes. that we got for today for the people?
3: Well, in the, 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 the first thing that I think that we should uh, talk about is I think it was in India where the woman there's a woman who was to be married and her groom was missing, I believe it was. Did you read that already? Did you have you heard about this? The red she she was uh supposed to, was supposed to get married, the groom was missing. So she like picked somebody out of the crowd. She picked a guest from the wedding and married him instead.
1: Yeah. Wait a minute, I feel like I've seen this somewhere. Oh different world. This <laughs> very different world is right. Yes. Where Willie where Willie well, would to be marrying homeboy and then <laughs> <It's> ridiculous <laughs> that 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 happened that's what it was it was it was mm-hmm. her one true love mm-hmm. and he wasn't gonna let that opportunity and so they they kidnapped they kidnapped the groom and delayed his entry so that that way she, he could get what he wanted made
3: for tv movie michael
1: i'm telling you it is.
2: i think gray's anatomy did something <laughs> like that that's how uh what's his name jackson oh, and april got married
1: that's right jackson. that's right that well you know speaking of that um, he departed from Grey's Anatomy. I know. Yeah, he they uh, <laughs> actually uh, had him get walk. You know, he basically did his final episode. Spoiler alert for those that haven't caught up with the last episode of <laughs> Grey's <Thanks>. Anatomy. <laughs> you, know, you know now that <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Avery is no longer a part of the cast. I mean, it's all over the news. Are you I a Grey's fan of Christine? Shows scene? up me actually. I was yeah. going to say I
3: have to blast myself. I've never seen one episode of Grey's. Really? never yep that's the only hospital show that i don't watch actually like all the all the rest of them, I was tuned in really? i never got into that one i told my daughter my oldest daughter she watches it faithfully i told her i'd give it a go because you know it's streaming so we'll see even chris made fun of me
1: really i did not know well while we're okay. confessing those things i have never watched uh any um of the harry potters
2: same yeah, I saw part of one because my niece asked me to. I, I I I relate to you on that one.
1: And I've never watched an episode of Lord of the Rings either. Oh, no, I've never seen any of that. Really? I'm in great company today. Yes, yes. very. Oh, good. Okay. All right, good.
3: disclosure. Well, May the odds ever be in your favor because of my kids. What was
1: that? Hunger Games. Hunger, That's Hunger Games. Games. Games, yes. Oh, oh yeah, Hunger. I've never seen that. I was a fan of the books of Hunger Games, and there is a prequel To Hunger Games in a book right now, and I'm actually it's funny I was having trouble sleeping last night, so I picked it up in my Kindle and continued in it, and it's talking about um President Snow before he became President Snow. Okay. Hmm. So he is he's kind of scandalous, like he he's a very interesting fella. Anyway, that's that's Hunger Games geekness we've done done right now. Anyway, I don't think that was on the script for headnotes, was it?
3: it definitely not. <laughs> Neither was this. But I don't want to forget to talk about it. The book um, that that's getting ready to come out with our My Forever President. And <clears throat> He's talking about how he was calling. They 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 they're they're talking about how he was calling Trump all of these names in the book. Um, what did he call Trump? That he was scandalous. Like it's just, I, I want to get the book just because it's showing the human side
1: of so, President Obama.
3: Yeah.
2: I can't
1: wait. I'm like, oh, he cussing? Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, now
2: uh, I really have to get
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did um, I did see something about that way. I was just talking about what his take was. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the conversations was when <clears throat> President Bush, I'm not President Bush, Lord have mercy, President Trump got the call from President Obama for the congratulations and there were things that he said that President Obama was like, yeah, you didn't mean that because you, you know, and, and there's no, I mean, regardless of where you're at in politics, it is very clear that uh Donald Trump was not a fan of Barack Obama before mm-hmm. he became president, right? We already know that the birther situation, um, he was very critical of him in his Twitter Twitter fingers. I mean, there was just a lot that um, that um happened with that, but yeah, I did see that because this is the first time we actually get to see, oh, how did you really feel, Barry? How did yeah, you right. feel? Yeah. And speaking, Angela, did you
3: have something? I'm sorry, did you have something? No, 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 I was just saying oh. yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Speaking of politics, another thing for Head notes that I wanted to bring up was, I, as most people, if you've been watching all along, I live in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we had primary elections on Tuesday? Tuesday. And one of the questions on the ballot was this. I, I was beside myself. It's actually the reason that I laced my shoes up and ran to the polls. This is the question. Shall the Pennsylvania Constitution be amended? by adding a new section providing that equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged because of an individual's race or ethnicity.
1: Wow. That was actually on Why the ballot. Yes. That
3: was, that was actually on the ballot. Yes or no? Yes.
1: So yep. I'm scared to ask this. Did y'all see the results of that? Cause that was last Tuesday. So.
3: So the I do. I I did look back and see what the uh the the results were. 71.7% voted in favor of it. Yes. And 28.26 voted no.
1: Pause. Pause okay. All right. Because I have so many questions here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm grateful (laughs) that there were people who didn't allow it to go any further. Mm -hmm. mm
2: -hmm.
1: But there really was like close to thirty percent. Who said that I actually shouldn't be a thing? Correct. Mm.
3: This is the world we're still living in.
1: <laughs> wow. But
2: then again, when you look at the last presidential election,
1: <laughs> yeah, there were a
2: lot of people that still were very into the previous administration. So yep. while it's so disheartening, it's not a hundred percent surprising.
3: That's
1: true. Wow. I mean,
3: administration. <laughs> Uh, it like sides aside like political affiliation what about humanity like,
2: yeah
3: like <laughs> you mean That's great. that great? there hasn't been enough done yet for you to think that i should be entitled to the same things as you without it having to be voted on really
1: wow like, I had a problem yeah with that, myself. Uh, that definitely is disheartening i think that um i, I think this whole pandemic situation, because remember the pandemic wasn't just about the virus of um, COVID, but it was also the social injustice and that sort of thing. I think it really just opened my eyes to just how much work we still have to do in our world, right? Um, so the fact that we fighting over, I, they were showing in videos while we're talking about COVID, they're showing in videos of um, people who have had an I think we've all had enough with the mask. I get it, like you know, it's 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 a problem. You know, how many times have you gone somewhere and had to make a walk back to the car to grab your mask because yesterday. Got it. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it is what it is, right? But um, I think I saw some video of, of people like somebody was mad because the the business still said that you had to wear the mask, and the lady spit on the employee, and just, I just and I think they were the kids, were, the parents are protesting for the kids in the school. I just I don't I don't know. I just um. I've I've come to grips with the fact that we do live in a fallen world, right? And um, yeah, it's just it just it breaks my heart sometimes. But speaking of fallen world, <laughs> <laughs> so from time to time, listeners, you know that I have a tendency to have a judgy spirit about me, Uh-oh. and uh, I have a, I have a tendency to judge. And guess what, y'all? I'm judging some folk. I'm judging them. I'm judging them. I'm judging some folk. Cr- Chris, Christina. Angela about the judgment vote. So I was walking, I was driving yesterday. It was a beautiful day. Just got the whip, the new whip. I got in the car wash, you know, got a little bath. Right. And I was driving across the parking lot and there were people leaving the store and it was a, a father and a son. And they recognized that, you know, them having to cross the street was a minor inconvenience for me because I had to stop. Right. And they, you know, they rushed across the street. You know, I mean, they, I did, they didn't go into a full out spread but it was clear that they they made themselves with hate. You know, they, they, they were rapidly getting across the street. Mm-hmm. But then there was another person, as I drove a little further, who I really, in all honesty, could have driven past them and I would have been in the right because they were so far from having to cross. Mm-hmm. But I opted not to because, you know, I'm just that kind of guy, you know? And I wasn't really in a rush. Do you know that this person slowed down as they were crossing the street that drives me nuts that my friends i'm judging you if you know (laughs) if you know that somebody is taking you know i get it pedestrians have right away i get it but it's that unwritten law of you know if somebody is taking time to stop and move don't just gingerly Cross the street. I agree. Let me tell you something. Absolutely, you better, you better my car. You better put the knees to your chest. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, the knees to the chest, though. <laughs> what you say? Tuck and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm judging you because look at Look, look. You crossing the street. Or the, how about the other ones that doing this, doing this mess? They sautéing and they got their their little. Yeah.
2: I feel like you 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 should be able to tap them, just a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Like, you weren't looking. You were on your phone. I feel like right. there should be a little law that you can just just a little tap, little tap. Andrew, I like the way you think. I like the way you think. Not <laughs> like enough to maim, not enough to hurt. Just a little, a little something. Yeah. Well I'm, well,
3: I'm judging you, Michael, since we're in the Book of Judges moment. <clears throat> you just said sauteing across the street. You clearly meant sauntering.
1: Sauntering, that's what I meant, not sauté.
2: See, I wasn't even going to say nothing.
1: <laughs> they were sauteing. They were sauteing in the moment.
2: They were sauteing. Yeah. They I'm going to use that. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> they weren't the sauntering. They were sauteing. sauteing.
3: They were
1: sauteing. That's, that's they Look, took. I got you, Mike. I got you, yes. We put. Listen, we're trying to work on some quotable moments for our merch. And so that's going to be the merch. Stop there sauteing. There you go. Stop, stop sauteing. Stop on
2: a t-shirt.
1: There it is. Stop sauteing. Right. There it is. <laughs> 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 Good morning, folks. Good morning, folks. I see our, um, our listeners. So I tell you what, let's go ahead and pay a bill, Crystal. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man, Garrett Brace, is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean and cool If you have any audio video and even lighting needs hit them up at G Walt services on Instagram remember G Walt services servicing all your audio video and lighting needs. So today's heads up. uh, You know, I try to we've been in this series of powers, right? The different powers that you have and Last week we talked about power of perspective. But this week, I want to talk about the power of solitude. Mm. The power of solitude. Last week I found myself in a situation where I had gotten some news that wasn't necessarily bad news, but it wasn't the news that I had expected to get. You know, it was one of those things that was kind of unexpected. And I was I went to a meeting, and you may have been here. I've been to a meeting that um, you know, I didn't really expect a bad outcome but at the same token my expectations were not extremely high for what the outcome was going to be and in the meeting i got some news that was like whoa like it was great news right depending on your perspective but it still wasn't the news that i had expected and it kind of went over it kind of went over to a place of whoa it, it went against some of the things that i had already thought about a decision that i was making and it got to a point where I couldn't shake it. Like Even though it was good news in the long run and I'm, I'm excited about the possibilities and opportunities, I couldn't shake the fact of, um, I just I wasn't sure how to feel, right? And so I went for a ride and I went to my spot. I have a spot um, here in Maryland that I found myself alone with my thoughts. And I went to my place where I knew I could get what we call solitude. Um, free from the noise so that I can listen to the voice of God. Because there come time where <clears throat> we have so much noise that's around us. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we have the TV, we have the the people that are around us. We have many times We sometimes we have our thoughts and uh, the, the busyness of life. And I realized that I needed to put myself in a place of calmness and quiet so that I could truly hear what the next step was. When thinking about solitude, one might think about a solemn moment that that may be considered boring. You know, when I think of solitude, it's like, man, I I gotta put myself in a a place that's that's a little boring, like there's nothing really happening. Um, Especially if you're a person who thrives off of of business and people, busyness and people, I'm sorry. And however, the older I get, the more I recognize and understand what exactly it is when it comes to solitude. It is basically spending time alone, free from interaction, free from interference of other people. And notice I'm not saying, you know, it's free from TV or music or anything like that, because some people, I mean, their moments of solitude. I know for me, sometimes when I go to my little spot, I have like some worship music playing right in the background or some soft jazz or just something um, meditational, right? That kind of just Gets me in the mindset of really uh, facilitating that. So I'm not going to tell somebody that um, moments of solitude um, have to be complete quiet, so to speak. I know sometimes when I'm, I just want to be <clears throat> left alone to my thoughts, I may put something on Netflix and watch, you know, watch a, a TV show or watch a movie or something just alone to myself. So that that can be a part of it. And I know some people may disagree with that, and that's fine. But I'm just telling you, for me, that I can understand how that could work. Um, the point is that we have to put ourselves in moments of solitude, especially in the business of what's going on, especially as the world's starting to pick back up again. Um, I think that a lot of people will agree that while the pandemic had its moments, you know, with the the loneliness and stuff, there was some great moments of being able to kind of be free from the, the life of, of, of busy. Right. Um, Psychology Today has done many articles on the benefits of solitude. Uh, Some of the reasons include allowing the brain to reboot Mm -hmm. Uh, like a computer. I had some issues this morning where it was a little late for me logging in because um, my computer had to do some updates overnight and it needed to reboot in order for it to function properly. And our brain is, you know, it's been considered by many to be one of the best computers out there and it needs to reboot too. Sometimes we just need to reboot, like just really kind of shut it down, unplug it and then let it tick back up through the motions. Um, also, solitude ala- imp- improves concentration and productivity. Um, it also allows you to discover yourself and find your own voice, and it provides time to think deeply. And so, uh, I know some people are going through some decision making that they're having to make about some, uh, you know, relationships. Some. Uh, job situations. Uh, maybe you're making a decision about whether or not it's time for you to go back to school to pursue that next degree. Maybe it's about time for you to make a move in your businesses or start a business even. Maybe it's about time for you to make a decision about um, where you're going to move physically to, um, the school that your child is going to go to. Whatever it is, there's something about solitude that helps. I remember I remember uh, uh, several years ago, uh, it was 2000. Two thousand six, one of the worst days of my life professionally. Um, I remember leaving my my place of employment, and I drove to my house, and I sat and you know I had a garage, but I drove to the front driveway, and I sat there and I sat there for a good thirty minutes, and I remember saying, you know, God, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I just sat there in complete complete silence. And I sat in that silence, and it was as clear as day as if the Lord was just sitting right next to me. I heard him say, you're not going to do anything. Hmm. You're just going to let me take the wheel right now and guide you through this moment. And that, for me, was a very pivotal time. Headspace with Dr. Mike, believe it or not, was birthed out of that moment Over, over 10 years ago. And so it was that moment of solitude listening and really hearing instead of the noise. I think back to um, my days in Ohio, when we were out in the middle of nowhere and we were just sitting there gazing stars. By the way, here in Baltimore, you don't go and just sit and gaze stars, right? That's just not a thing that we do. But in Ohio, we did that because there wasn't much to do in Ohio, especially (laughs) at night. And we were sitting there gazing at stars. And do you know, for the first time, I actually saw pieces of the Milky Way. And for the first time, it was out there that I actually saw shooting stars. I had never seen a shooting star before. I, I just heard about them, never saw it. But what it was was because we were so far away from what they call um, light pollution, uh, the city lights, the city lights that would dim in, to the point where they were obstruct. And you wouldn't even be able to They would wash out the stars in the city, but in the country, in the rural areas, when there was no city lights and there was no big buildings with a whole lot of light, a lot of of pollution, all of a sudden, you could clearly see what was really happening in the sky. And I think just like that, sitting out gazing the stars, there are moments where there are things that happen in our life and it's important for us to get away from the noise, to get away from the clutter, to get away from the pollution of noise and just be still with our thoughts. Uh, there's, you know, we 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 there, we think about this. There's a song we sing in church sometimes, and uh the word of God always says this. It says, be still and know that I am God, right? And mm-hmm. being still and listening. And so with that being said, um, I challenge you all to consider the very power of solitude.
0: Headspace with Dr. Mike's show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart.
1: All righty. Power of solitude. My goodness. So,
3: good one, Doctor Mike.
1: Thank you, Christine. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. It really, it really was. It really that one hit home. That one really hit home. Thank you, Angela. Appreciate yeah. that. So I was uh, thinking about there was uh, you know we always before we we get into um, you know all of our show we we still have moments that we kind of talk through some other issues that are going on I think we had a couple of other head notes that we wanted to make sure we touched on do you remember what um a couple of them were I know we had the situation with um Israel and Palestine I know that that's a big thing that's on a lot of people's minds right now and but
3: payouts for covid so
1: take it away all right cool yeah so just real quick um our hearts our hearts and pra- thoughts and prayers are going out to the people over in the middle east i mean mm-hmm. you know i'm a student of theology and so one of the things that you know we cannot run away from is that there will always be tumultuous times in that area that region um, mm-hmm. however i think that it is important for us to know our history um there is a a quote by Mark Twain that really speaks to me. It says, "Get your facts first, then you can distort them as you please." Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so many different things out there. And one of the things that I do want to make sure that people understand is that um, sometimes we, while I think the the I I have to say that I, I think that um it's just awful. Like I think just any type time where you have civilians who are um, killed. Um, in those situations, I, I just hate it. I, I, I hate, I hate that. Um, but at the same token, you have to recognize that th- this is a time of light and darkness, and um, you got to understand how that works. I do. I will tell you that um, the people of Israel, the Israelites, have undergone many types of strife and conflict through centuries mm-hmm. and centuries. As a matter of fact, um, my pastor is always clear on the fact that. Um, The Israelites are the chosen people of God, right? We believe that, biblically speaking. And the story of the African American is very similar to theirs in that um, we have um, experienced, you know, there's no other um, huge people group that has experienced similar atrocities. When you think of like what happened with uh, concentration camps, of the Holocaust, uh, you think about the slave trade that happened over 400 years worth of that as it pertains to um, the Africans and and the centers of Africa. So with that being said, it's it's so rough, um, especially when you start looking at um, how Israel became a nation. Um, One of the things that you have to remember is that Israel did become a nation, and it was a group of Arab states that did not agree with it becoming a nation. And therefore, it always became a thing. Um, And even in that, um, the, the area known as the Gaza Strip um, has been under control by a group of individuals who are considered terrorists and they are on terrorist list. And so um, we have to just make sure we know all our, our stories about that. There's um, I actually posted something on my personal Instagram page of somebody who kind of broke down some of the historical things. And you may want to check that out. But I really just challenge people before we go one side or the other on a topic that we really take time to understand Um the ramifications of everything that's going on, I think that's one of the reasons why we'll notice that our president has been kind of quiet on it because it is a, it is a tripwire. <laughs> it's it's really kind of significant. So um, just again, we're, our hearts and thoughts and prayers are with the people of Israel as well as the people of Palestine um, who are involved in this, who are innocent bystanders. Um, um, that's kind of how I feel. You had something about the uh, COVID payouts you were talking about, Christine?
3: Yeah. So that's been uh, when the Governor Hogan did his presser earlier this week, I'm wondering mm-hmm. why there's a lottery ball standing behind him. And then, <laughs> and then it was revealed, you know, that starting beginning on Tuesday through July 3rd, that one lucky person is that is eligible to win uh, $40,000 every day up until July 3rd. And then on July fourth, one person wins four hundred thousand dollars if they're fully vaccinated. If you are a Maryland resident, fully vaccinated, and were actually vaccinated in Maryland, mm-hmm. so good luck. Very to you guys. fascinating. What's <laughs> <laughs> I said good luck to you guys that live there. <laughs> That's
1: right. I think you told us that, yeah, because you you have you got it done in Maryland, you work in Maryland, but you don't it live in Maryland. So you are qualified for the money. Correct. Well, Angela,
2: it looks like it it
1: looks like it's us. It it, it brings us up a little better chance.
2: You know, it's interesting. I've talked to some colleagues about this very topic. Um, You know, there are folks that have said, should I incentivize my staff? you know, a part of the CMAG group. One of the businesses that my business partner and I own is CMAG Health Solutions. So I have staff that are out there doing all kinds of healthcare work, and you know, having conversation with other uh, healthcare providers and other people in the um, behavioral health and, and substance use world. You know, we've had lots of conversation around this because we really don't want to force people because we all feel like if I say you have to get vaccinated to work for CMAG and some stuff hit the fan 10 years from now, you know, it's putting us in a a very risky situation. So how do we do that? So a lot of companies have actually gone down that similar route to incentivize it rather than mandate it. So I'm not, you know, you know, and and I mean, I've heard folks talk about everything from a raffle kind of thing to, you know, a fifty dollar gift card to whatever, to you know, time off, all kinds of different things that business owners are doing to incentivize people. Um, and and I'm wondering if that was maybe some of the same kind of conversation that happened behind the scene on a, a state government level. Like we don't want to mandate it, but maybe if we incentivize it. Mm-hmm. It'll sort of push the envelope and get folks that have been on the fence like, hey, maybe I'll do it. You know, granted, when you get into the the, the lottery version of it, and, and you know, it's not with so many people that are going to get it. So I don't know whether that kind of an incentive is really going to have the bang for the buck that-
1: uh, <laughs> No pun intended, right right?
2: It, right, yeah, right? right, 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 <laughs> right. But but that's been a huge conversation amongst myself and other business owners about, excuse me, that very
1: topic. Christine, you were about to say something.
3: Yeah, I was saying it definitely to speak to what Angela was saying. It's got people up in arms. Like, so, you know, when the governor goes um, does pressers, I can only see them on Facebook because I live in a different state. So on the Facebook post where he talked about it is people going off because, It's a total of $2 million that they think would be better spent somewhere else. There Mm -hmm. are people that think that it's discriminatory. So there are people, it was one thread. I tell you what, I just got my popcorn and read it because they were going back and forth saying they were being discriminated against. And they're like, eh, can't really be discriminated against something that you really could have gotten and chose not to, which is a good point. But like, I can see how people would take issue with the fact that there are people that could you know, like even so, even to make it small, to if you want to do the forty thousand dollars a day? Why not do ten people at four thousand or a hundred people at some four hundred? You know what I mean? Just to make it yeah. sure that it benefits more people across the board. People got people got stuff to say.
1: <laughs> so you know, I, I I appreciate that and I can respect that. I guess for me, I just I see it as I don't know, and this is going to be unpopular. With some folk, but I just I feel like how we can justify it is it does work and it does help. Um listen, we had COVID in my house. Like my my little boy had it. You know, he got it. There was a situation at his school, and so he had it. And there were a couple of days where it wasn't pretty. Uh, but both my wife and I are vaccinated and we both have pre-existing conditions. Like, to be honest with you, I one of the reasons why I got vaccinated when the opportunity presented itself was because people with some of our Demographic makeup and even some of our mm-hmm. health conditions didn't do well with the virus, mm-hmm. right? And so um, we didn't have a symptom at all. Like we we took our temperature every day. We, I mean, we were watching it just to make sure. But yay, Moderna! Like it it was in our house. And how many times have you gotten sick from something that the kids bring home from school? I mean, they bring they some deadly worst. <laughs> Listen, yeah. before COVID, right? You know those those little those little stomach things that they bring home. Yes, I mean, oh,
2: shoot. little petri dishes. That's what
1: I'm I you. It. And so, <laughs> so for me, I think that um, I, I see it a little bigger. I think that's one of the reasons why I get a little frustrated about it because I'm just like, all right, y'all want us to open back up. You didn't want us to have to do the restrictions, so now you want us to be open back up. So we're trying to provide for a way for us to be open back up and now you don't want us to you don't want to do it you know what Mm -hmm. what is i i I just i and i get i get i get it i watched enough walking dead and you know all those other shows where you know you have the virus apocalypse i mean the um zombie apocalypse and all that stuff so i get that um but i just think that medicine has improved so much more over the last you know few few decades that um i don't know i just I get it that people are upset about it, but listen. I mean, we, I think people are trying to figure out how best to do this so we can move on with our lives. You know what I mean?
2: I, I definitely agree, and I, I, I'm not against the idea of incentivizing it um, because sometimes if that's going to work to get more people safe, you know, um, in in full disclosure. Um, and I don't know, my business partner may be mad. I think she's listening that I'm talking about this, but you know, we'll we'll deal with it. But we had a, a an intern that works with us at CMAG that tested positive. And you know, as and then this was the first person in our entire agency, and we even do COVID testing. So we have tested thousands of people, literally, as an organization. And I had never had anybody test positive. And then we had a, a, a person come in that tested positive within the organization. And I was really, really proud because we got everybody tested immediately. We worked with the lab that we work with and had all of our results in about 12 hours. And you know, no one else tested positive. And I think a lot of that was because we did not relax any of our policies, mm-hmm. staff still have to be um, uh, uh, masked at all times when they're in the office, other than when they're in their personal offices by themselves at their computer. We still have, uh, you know, an amazing member of our team who cleans literally every single solitary day. Um, you know, we all wipe down in the conference room. You know, I mean, we do all those different things, and so clearly when you do what you're supposed to do it works even when you Mm -hmm. do have somebody test positive and that's kind of my concern about the unmasking right yep because that's you know and there's there there's folks that are planning for another surge that are the same folks that are behind unmasking which is a very interesting thing and I'm not being a conspiracy theorist on that one. I promise. And so, you know, you I mean, like are, there are people, people that are really think. planning for a surge. And so, there really,
1: there really are people out there who are thinking that there's going to be another surge.
2: Yes, I think so, but I'm not behind
3: unmasking. I think I'm not going to stop wearing a mask
2: before. No, September. I need to see something. To you no know, I'm not. See. I, I agree. I'm not going <laughs> to stop wearing my mask at all until you know we get through this because the thing that people continue to, I continue to talk about is just because you're vaccinated does not mean you can't be a carrier for other
1: people. I agree.
2: And we're there, we really, I think we're Baltimore, I read something Mayor, um, Mayor Scott said, we were at, I think 39%, it was about a, maybe a week ago. I don't know, um, don't quote me on that number. I'm, I'm just going off a of memory. Uh, but 39% of people that have been vaccinated now I'm a data geek. And so my question always is, is that 30%, 39% of the population or 39% of the people that are eligible? Because those are two very different numbers. And you know that's where people will throw out stats at you. But if you don't understand how people use stats to say whatever narrative they wanna say, so you have to ask those additional
1: questions, right? <laughs> Mark say he said, "Get your facts first, and you can distort them as you please." And so there you go. Those numbers work, no, Angela. You're onto something. I really appreciate this discussion. I think time will tell. We're going to still deal with it here at Headspace. See how things work out. I appreciate mm-hmm. what you guys are saying, and you're right. Um, we we still have some things yet to see. We're definitely not out the woods yet. The pandemic isn't over, <laughs> and that's for daggone on shore. So absolutely. That being said, go ahead with our announcement, Crystal.
0: Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace
1: DM. All righty. So, wow. So, you know, as you all know, we have started, uh, we, we were in the midst of the 30 in 60 challenge. Uh, matter of fact, we are a month in. We started April 19th and here we are, May 22nd. Um, drum roll, please. I am 28.7 pounds in to my goal, y'all. So oh, I lost I an additional, additional, additional two pounds or so uh, last week since this week uh, last since last show, and uh, I'm almost at thirty. Man, I'm kissing it. So I'm hitting my thirty. That's a set in less than sixty. So we are steady working. Listen, the, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I'm ready for the beach because the, the listen the beach is gonna get whatever body I give it. But I want, <laughs> it, right. I want to give it. I want to give it the best possible. Because I don't want it to be confused with some of the whales and seals. I'm just saying, so Stop it. Be trying, to, be trying to make sure we we take care of all that. Plus, I got some roller coasters to ride soon. But um, I'm feeling great. Um, one of the things that's been happening, I've been telling some folks through the 30 and 60 challenge that it's not just about weight loss, right? Um, although We have a lot of people, a lot of people who are chiming in. Thanks, Kevin. We have a lot of people who are chiming in and are telling us about the the the. Advances that they're making in their their fitness and their weight and wellness, but we also have some people who have been putting their foot their best foot forward in other areas. Uh, for me, um, I also am committed. There's two books that I have in me. I have, actually have several books in me, but there's two books that I could, I specifically and being very intentional about things, Kevin. Um, of stepping out and making sure by the time we get through the 30 and 60 challenge that I'm in a good place with it. Um, And so with that, um, I know some other folk who have been doing some things like they've been spending 30 minutes a day writing or 30 minutes a day kind of putting things in motion to get what they need to get done, 30 minutes a day doing this and that. Um, Some people have been um, spending some time even in putting their business together. And so Angela, while we have you today, um, you are an author. Like you're a jack of many many trades. Like you actually are a very talented individual. Well,
2: thank so, you, thank you, thank yeah,
1: you. Yeah, no, you really are. And so, um, you know, you actually have. You are an author, an entrepreneur, and uh, I wanted to, you know, while you're here, let's talk a little bit about that because I think there's some people who really, um, they 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 are kind of curious about the idea of a book. I think there's some people. Stages of it. Some people have said, Yeah, I want to write a book. So others are like, I don't know about a book, but um, I don't know. But then they're, you know, talk to us a little bit. Tell us about talk to us a little about your journey. So like, tell us first of all, your books. What do you have out there and kind of what got you into it? Okay. So um
2: the first book that I wrote was uh, Chip, Use Everything You Have to Do Everything You Do. And it was based on a poem that I wrote when I was a kid. Um, and it's it's real simple. Use everything you have to do everything you do because everything you do is a chip off of you. Oh. And I always say that my heavenly father had me memorize the other poem that was written, which was, cause I wrote that when I was eight years old. So the other poem that I wrote, cause it, it was during class, um, was April showers, help flowers, but they make people wet, right? Um, so my <laughs> heavenly father gave me chip. I wrote April showers. <laughs>
1: okay. okay.
2: And that's real. I really truly believe that he was like, let me let me have her memorize that so she knows what she wrote versus what I gave her. Right. And so it was something that really sustained me in many different ways and took on different manifestations of what it meant over my life. And so I really felt compelled to write my story Um, as someone that was diagnosed with a learning disability and dyslexia and um, uh, 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 cognitive disabilities to realize that it was just that my brain works different and doesn't quite function the way that other people's brains may function, but it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with my brain. And so it, it was a story that I told a lot to people verbally and decided to put it to paper. Um, and it was a hard journey. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, and Chip t- took me about two, two and a half years to write and it's not even a hundred pages. Right. Um, but it was a really powerful journey. And the thing, one of the most important things that was shared with me is don't worry about how long it is. Just fine tune your story. Hmm. Um, and so, because I think that that's what gets people afraid. They see these, you know, 150 500 whatever page books and get really intimidated by that and feel like that's that's the only way you can actually be an author, right? Um, in fact, my, my business partner, she has written you know a short story and she refers to it as her little books and she's writing these little books. and they are, you know they're small pieces. So you don't have to be intimidated by the size. and I think that when folks take that away, it it helps significantly. Um, One of the other things that really, really helped me in writing was to sort of outline what stories do I wanna tell? What order do I wanna tell them? And then just take it story by story and then go back and try to make it flow and all that stuff. But when you start with just a blank piece of paper with 5,000 things running through your head, it is very overwhelming. But if you can just pause and do that outline, I think that really, really helps.
1: So, did you like actually say like was that one of your I don't want to say one of your um, bucket list items, but was it really on, on your list of things that you wanted to do? Like, you wanted to write a book. Was it one of those things that you wanted to do, or you kind of got thrown into it?
2: Honestly, I got thrown into it. It was not I I was not an avid reader when I was a young kid. Um, so, books was not something I was real passionate about. I'm very very different about it now, but it wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Um, and and as my father would say, if you want to hide something from somebody, put it in a book. Mm. Um, <laughs> right. Randy, he said it was slightly more colorful language, but I'm going to leave that part alone. Uh, um, my kind of guy. <laughs> and so, but I just felt this burning thing that I had a story to tell. Okay. And that's really where it came out. Um, and then the next book that I wrote was uh, Gold Cartography um and it you know cartography is mapping so it's about the whole idea of you know looking at your future and then working backwards towards your success so that one is much more about professional development um and then i've written a couple of other workbooks that i use in my entrepreneurial work um but it's just it's it's a labor of love but the most important thing i can say is you have to have a good team around you have a good editor that can read your work and be honest with you. That is huge. Make sure that you have that in place.
1: I want to continue this conversation. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, because I really want to talk to you about that piece of it. especially the your side of it. So let's take a quick break and be right back in 30 seconds. Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life, from headshots to family shoots casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four any media. For any media, for anything, contact us so we can create. So you you mentioned something here because you talked about that, um, that entrepreneurial side of things and one of the things I want to make sure our listeners are clear on is that, first of all, this takes effort. This is not—we watch TV and we hear about you know these success stories, but even the most successful people, who you know like the Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, all them—they did some work, you know, they did some investing in themselves, investing in their time. Um, they had investors in them, so. I want people to understand that you have these dreams. There's some work that you have to do beforehand, right? And one of the things you talked about with the book is, you know, get an invest. I mean, get an editor. Well, that that, that you know, you may have now. I'm blessed. I have a couple of people who have already told me, look, Mike, I want I want to be invested, you know, I want to kind of help you with that. But you know, there's still a level of investment that you're gonna to have to put into it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure people are understanding how that works. However, the payout, you know. Yes, it it, is making an investment into the future. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I really appreciate that you talked about that. One of the things that I had a a mentor of mine talk about is, you know, the good thing about books, especially if you have a decent book, is you can go to bed and make money without even. uh, (laughs) But when you wake up, you wake up and bam, it's there. So you, you have a couple of books that are geared towards that entrepreneurial side of things. Talk to us a little bit about that, Angela.
2: Sure. So um, under CMAG and Associates, we do a great deal of training, leadership development training, strategic planning, goal setting, all that kind of stuff. We also do grant writing. And so one of the things that I decided to do was to write a book that really was more of a workbook. Um, It protects my information. You know, when I've developed training and developed you know, and put a lot of research and time into developing out different tools to use during training, I decided to put all that together into workbooks. So I have the uh, leadership development for healthcare care professionals um, and then um, the grant writing workbook. And so those are workbooks that we actually use in training. And so that way it protects my intellectual property. But then it also brings a different level of street credit, to be honest, because when I'm talking about doing grant writing, and then I also can say that I've actually published a book about grant writing. It just takes you to a different level, right? And so as, you know, a lot of people have been moving towards entrepreneurship, um, recognizing that, you know, in this world of the pandemic, there has been some pretty significant financial challenges a lot of people have had. So people are looking at how can I diversify, you know, and not rely on this one income. So there's a, a bubble up of, of entrepreneurship. And so in that, it's important to make sure that you have, like you said a, a few minutes ago, really done the work to present yourself correctly. You've done the work to learn your craft and, and learn and and you know, our, our tagline is you bring the purpose and the passion and let us help you with the process. And and it's not just about what we do, it's about anyone. If you are really passionate about something and you know it's tied to your purpose, you still need to have people help you through the process so that you can really take it full and and really do it well. You know, I I'm like my the poem that I talked about, use everything you have to do, everything you do, because everything you do is a chip off of you everything you do is a chip off of you. So if you put out a crappy book with all kinds of editorial errors and stuff, then that's what you're presenting, right? And so you want to make sure that you do the work to present and put your best foot forward. And that's such an important thing in the business community, um, in minority communities, and whomever you are, to make sure that you're really doing your due diligence. Um, And so as, as a the 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 work of writing books tying to entrepreneurship it really is a win win but it is it's it's a huge investment of your time and your energy and your treasure as well
1: so Christine knows this uh, and headspacers out there know this I believe in the word process right yes and Christine you remember process is a what a series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen right yeah. a process a series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen and I really heard something that you said in there and answer one of the things I want to make sure our headspacers know is um, not everybody is going to develop a business like yours like you know this this consulting firm right or mm-hmm. like even mine you know with my coaching practice and and that sort of thing y'all who are driving uber Lyft, um, Doordash, right? Uber Eats, believe it or not, that's that's your standard being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I think that people need to start understanding that. And I think that I think that you know more. The more people start recognizing that, that it's not just a I'm just doing this. You know, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, they're working. You're you're your own employee, right? Mm-hmm. You you know, yeah, you have this platform that helps coordinate what you do and kind of gives you some of the raw goods. But I mean, you're using your car, right? So that's an expense that you can actually write off in your taxes if you have the right person around you, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, one of the things I love, I have a, a buddy of mine who actually has made a logistics company out of his work with Uber and Lyft and DoorDash. Oh, and wow. And, all of them. and so he actually has a whole logistics company and he has people that actually work for him, so he is a boss, right, through this this little app that was considered like a little side gig. And so I, I want to make sure our readers and, I mean, I'm sorry, our listeners understand that, you know, entrepreneurial is not always, you know, what we think it is, like owning a store or, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, it can really be as simple as some of these things that are already out there that a lot of people are doing don't even realize that they're doing it. Absolutely. Um, and so they could they could actually they need probably need some help in, in understanding how that works as well, right?
2: Absolutely, I, I I 100% agree. You know, there's there's all kinds of variances when it comes to entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship at its core is really just a desire to you know earn money, provide a service, do work for the community, what have you, and 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 really be your own boss, right? And so you can be your own boss, you know, cutting lawns. You can be your, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be like you say, because sometimes the huge part of business can be very overwhelming. Right. And, and it, and it takes a lot. And it's not necessarily everyone's journey. Not everybody wants that. Not everybody wants a bunch of staff and all that kind of stuff. Cause that can come with this, excuse me, it's headaches too. But if you're interested in trying to make money and do things and be independent, then that's that entrepreneurial spirit. And the important thing is that you feed it and, and, and also get with like-minded people that can support you in that, right? Um, because not everybody understands when you have that burning desire that's just sort of in you. There's no getting away from it, right? It's just a thing that you just have to do. And when you're that person, it's really important to be around like-minded people that can support that burning desire.
1: Um, I you know, I know we, we're running out of time here, but what what I really I'm very passionate about this topic because um, we've seen a lot of different communities come together. And benefit from this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about in Baltimore, if you want a chicken box, that predominantly African Americans do a lot of the eating of the chicken boxes, right? But <laughs> you don't get it from African American companies. We get it from a Korean company or yeah. a Chinese company or something like that. And that's not that's not shade to those other communities. That's just they figured out how to capitalize on, yeah, um, you know, on some of those those things and meet the needs of the public. And so I really want us to think about that um, from a, you know, from an African-American side of things like there's, you know, we are um, consistently in marketing considered um, the leading, you know, we are the purchasers of many products, yeah, right?
2: Leading consumers. Exactly.
1: Consumer, absolutely. And so um, I really, I really, if um, this is a heartbeat of mine. And so I appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, and hanging out with us because um we're gonna to have to do some more work with this. Darlene said sending citations from community assistance network can Ah,
2: can yes.
1: the workflow. There you are. Yes, Dar- yes, right. yes. I love the can community. Right there. Right there. I'll tell you what, Darlene. I need I, keep, I that's why I keep you on my team, Darlene. It is nice. Well, anyway, it was uh we could go on and on about this, but you know, like they say, all good things have to come to an end. Yeah. Um, we got one more um announcement and then we're going to close out go ahead and roll it crystal
0: follow the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show we also value what's important to you and your community DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart.
1: Well, what a great show. Angela, thank you for joining us today. It
0: has been
2: absolutely awesome. I really, truly enjoyed hanging out with you guys this morning.
1: And Christine, as always, thank you for holding it down for the Headspace team really appreciate you yes ma'am it was great hanging out with you christy we miss you uh but we know that you're you're coming back she was just kind of busy today she had a lot going on and then uh speaking of uh speaking of um other entrepreneurial endeavors chris is out there on the baseball diamond uh doing his refereeing duties so
3: balls and stripes
1: That's right. Call the balls and strikes and all that good stuff. So with that being said, we had a great time with you all. I wish you many of God's blessings. Happy anniversary to my mom and dad. Next week is the 11 year anniversary of yours truly and my boo. So if y'all, if if y'all hit her up in her DMs, maybe she'll consider making an appearance for a few minutes in honor of our anniversary, um, Maybe she'll consider that. We'll see. I'm going to get a lot of trouble for putting her on the spot like spotlight. <laughs> oh, by the way, it is the birthday of the church this weekend, Pentecost Sunday. One of the most important holidays is when the, the gospel message got beyond um, those who were the purveyors of it and actually went beyond into the world and, and the church began. And so uh, hopefully you all can participate in some kind of Pentecost celebration tomorrow. And mm-hmm. let the Holy Ghost do his move. That's why, that's why Angela mm-hmm. and I wear blue in honor of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you many of God's blessings and peace be upon you until we shall meet again. the, the words of our mouths, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord. You are our strength and our redeemer. As we decrease, may you increase in all that we say and do. With that being said, the head is everywhere. Peace and see you next week. Bye-bye.
0: tuning in to headspace with dr mike we hope you enjoyed the show be sure to follow us on social media at headspace dm to continue the dialogue with other headspacers regarding today's show everyone is filling their headspace with something the question is what are you filling yours with tune in next week